Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Church PCA in Collierville, Tennessee, right outside of Memphis. For more information about our church, you can visit our website, missioncollierville.org. Well, we've grown a little bit with time chains and all. Uh, this morning, it was a little awkward uh, getting up earlier. Uh, it seemed like, or it seemed dark out, but uh, and in spring break, but it's good to see all of you here this morning. I was thinking, wow, where we were this time last year. This time last year, the world as we knew it was stood on its head. This time last year, things that we never thought about before we suddenly became a crisis. It's the store shelves were empty. And the place was shut down. And all of a sudden the people and the things that we took for granted were taken away from us. The people that we never considered essential before all of a sudden became essential. And we began to look at life through a different lens. It was awkward not going to church. And then it got awkward to be online church. Uh, and then we learned a new way to, to do things, but one of the quickest things that we uh, began to do was to, to find that sense of community. Even, even the introverts, after a while, <laughs> said this is enough of being uh, locked down. So we had Zoom Bible studies and Zoom trivia, some of the most memorable things of the early uh, days here was was playing our trivia games on Zoom. Uh, but we're people of community, and 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 Christians, above all, seek the fellowship and to be a part of community, and to be together. And and for uh, the leper, who you know they experienced social distancing and lockdowns before we ever thought of those terms. Uh, but only it wasn't just for a 14-day period. They were cast out for as long as it took for them to be healed. And dis- they were cut off from their worship community and their faith leaders. Uh, and they had to declare that they uh, were unclean to anyone that might come too near them. And so I think about uh, the uh, community that uh, we lost and how we did everything to regain it and, and how we missed it so much. And I, and I thought about something that we, we sometime, sometimes talk about uh, where I work at is, you know, that religion is not an ugly word. Religion, I'm, I'm kind of a word nerd. I like to look at where words come from. It's, it's two, two words from, from the Latin uh, re or re meaning to reconnect or to do something again, and uh, legare, which means uh, to tie or to bind. It comes. It's the word where we get our, our medical term ligament. You know, it ties our our bones together to those essential uh, those essential pieces in our body. And and if you've ever experienced a torn one, you'll know how. Uh, essential uh, that uh, is for that connection and so I think about religion in the sense not because it it brings pictures of 
stained glass windows or pipe organs, and that's what it does for many. And for many, the word uh, becomes something negative because of a bad experience maybe they had or whatever, but I think of it as meaning reconnecting, connection that God is, is concerned with, connection uh, that Jesus is concerned with that, uh, that is demonstrated in this passage this morning. In verse 35, he starts, I kind of like that it's the starting place uh, for this passage because it's really the starting place of ministry. He slips out to be alone and to spend time in prayer. Prayer is the ultimate starting place for ministry. I think I heard, it might have been recently, Hunter talking about uh, prayer um, as, as kind of the seed or the, the things that people do first as a core group. They meet for fellowship and for prayer. Uh, he's encouraged us here uh, to meet on Sunday morning for prayer. And, and prayer is it's not so much that you're going to come and pray together and walk away with a clear vision. Oh, I know now what God wants me to do. It's just the starting place of humility. It's the starting place of nourishment. It's the starting place of connection with God so that that as you go about your business, as you do your daily ministry, as you pray about what God have you to do in your life, it's the nourishment that we need in order to do any type of ministry, be it a worldwide ministry or a day-to-day -day ministry that God has entrusted to us, the ministry of reconciliation. And then verse 37, notice that Jesus was able to stay focused. Yeah, I can just kind of imagine the disciples newly picked, uh, as we saw earlier in uh, the chapter of Mark, Jesus kind of burst on the scene. All of a sudden, with a lot of enthusiasm, he chose his 12 disciples. Uh, they saw some pretty amazing things, and everybody's kind of, there's probably a buzz going around about, you know, before social media, word still got around. And people knew what was going on and what Jesus was doing. And there's a, Jesus, where is he? Everybody's looking for you. And how easy it would be to get distracted and to lose focus. But Jesus says, let's go on to the next town. Never mind with all of that, let's move on. That's what I came here for. And I thought about that in the context uh, of where we are today here and how Hunter has uh, emphasized uh, over and over. Well, we, we will, after, after the service this morning, in the adult group, we'll talk about you know, mission statements and purpose and what it is that we are about and knowing where it is we're going and what, what we're doing uh, because of the need to stay focused and to be on uh, task with what uh, he was doing. And what are we doing? Uh, what is our focus? But to come to, to worship, to encourage each other, to lift up uh, the name of Jesus, those are all you know, we get more to the, the nuts and bolts of how we do that. But we'll need to know. We'll need to understand uh, our community. We'll need to understand what resources we have available uh, in this uh, congregation. 
we'll have to understand what the needs are uh, around us. And I can, I can tell you, sometimes we, we overlook the needs that are right under our nose, noses because it kind of looks like nobody really needs anything. You know, if you look at everyone's uh, social media post, it's all cool. Life's good. Sometimes even false. You know, I, I laughed at, the, at uh, Clayton's group. The youth group went somewhere over around Nashville. They were at some lake, and they, they posted a selfie on, on Instagram. Uh, him and a couple other boys, they're on a, 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 a sailboat. Uh, it didn't work because it, it was like not seaworthy, so it wasn't even in the water. <coughs> but they posted it, and they all looked like, and then all of the comments, the girls were saying, ooh, I wish I was there with y'all. So they, we don't even see the accurate picture of what may be really going on. You can drive through my neighborhood and maybe think that everyone there has their act together. Nice houses and nice cars and things of that nature. But I can promise you there are needs in the Collierville, Germantown area, uh, maybe more so than we might imagine. But I really like, the, to me, is the guts of this whole passage for me was in verse 40. The leper came to him. The leper came uh, doing, I mean, the leper wasn't supposed to approach anyone. You know, so it'd be easy to kind of look at this passage. If, and if you really want to do some hardcore uh, studying, go back and read all of Leviticus. Or read Leviticus 13 and 14. You know, for me, that was always the book where I bailed out my reading plan for the year. You know, Genesis, Exodus, and then oh, Leviticus, oh my goodness, what, <laughs> what is this? Uh, and it wasn't, it was an, it was an Old Testament professor because I got stuck I kind of wanted to take it, but I got stuck with it because it was the only night class they were offering, and I was working a job days. And I took Leviticus from a, from a man who, who loved the Old Testament, and he, loved, and, he, and he showed me the beauty in Leviticus and how it applies to the New Testament and to Christian, and to Christian life. But, but here's this guy. He's not supposed to do this. What did he think of Jesus? What he had heard of Jesus, we don't know. But he gets out, uh, and, and, and you know, Jesus isn't, ch isn't chastising him. But what I like about this, and I think is key for us in building community in the community where we live, and building a community among us, is, is Jesus was not afraid to get into the nasty parts of a person's life. And I thought about how Jesus reached out. He says, yes, I, I'm willing. And, and we see so many times through the gospel where Jesus was moved with compassion and he was willing to get dirty and down with people who, whose lives are not pure and perfect uh, and acceptable. But he took no t time or no qualms about reaching out of his pity and his compassion, and to, uh, to reach toward him and to make him whole again. And I thought, the more I thought about this, the more I thought about how much Jesus must have desired 
and saw the need for this man to be brought back in to community. Because if you understand you know, Leviticus in its context and realize that, that this, was more, uh, this was more serious than, you know, for us, I mean, we, we kind of got used to online church in a little bit, in a little way, um, and had to break away from that habit real quick, right? Because <laughs> that got a little bit too easy to roll out of bed and, um, and tune in in our pajamas, but uh, it did for a while, right? It was a stopgap method. And I think about this leper who, who had nothing like that. He had nothing that could connect him with his, the people of faith, with his priest, uh, with uh, the other believers as they came to worship together. And so I think as, as I look and see um, this passage and other relevant passages throughout the gospel, Jesus came to bring us true religion, to truly reconnect us because we are severed and torn from a connection with Almighty God through our sin, through Adam uh, and Eve as they uh, rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden and sin came into the world, we're severed. We're not connected with God. Our world around us is not connected with God. And as we look at what's going on in our country today, the more and more we see that connection is not there. We lack our connection sometimes. Even as born-again Christians, oftentimes we are neglecting our, the word. We're neglecting our prayer time. We're neglecting the fellowship time. And we, too, become more and more distant from the community but Jesus came to give us away and he came and he and he said uh, as we read in in uh, or uh, as Hunter read earlier in the assurance I think uh, assurance of pardon that he is not only are we new creations but he's given us the ministry the ministry of reconciliation the ministry to to help others to be reconciled to God through Christ in the same way that we have come to know him. Praise God for that. Praise him that we see these things in the pictures, uh, in the sacraments that we uh, celebrate. Praise God for that as we, I think last week, through the baptism, as we see the helplessness of uh, the baby brought by his parents to receive and be sprinkled with the water that, not because the water has any power to it, but because it represents the cleansing that's available from Christ. It represents the cleansing that's uh, available uh, as that child will. Uh, one day learn to turn to and to accept as their own, uh, as their own Savior and their own connection uh, with, with Almighty God. We're thankful for the sacrament of the Lord's Supper that we come together and we see graphically uh, the elements laid before us as we have those things to remind us that we need to be re reconnected continually. We need the reminders. We need to feed uh, on those things because 
uh, to see how costly our sin was and to celebrate in, in, in the fact that we no longer bear uh, that cost. And so I just leave you with that this morning that as you, you reflect upon uh, this portion of Mark, uh, to think about where you are, the people you know. Uh, strengthen your prayer time. Um, not, not so that you know exactly who to go you know, talk to and say, oh, the Lord told me, you know, uh, you know, just be in fellowship with God, in connection with God so that as you go about your business, you know, sometimes the best ministry we have is things we don't really even know about. You know, there are times when I've, I was in a particular place of need and, and somebody who may have been uh, at lunch or at some other uh, totally, uh, you know, uh, unrelated event might have said something might have been a word of encouragement or it might have just been a story and maybe they were just telling a story no purpose just to make conversation but for, but it was meant for me and I received it you know and 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 it helped me reconcile uh, to my Lord we can be used in ways that we're not even aware uh, and I've often joked so many times that I think some of the most effective ministry was the things I never intended to do, uh, but things that as I went about my business, uh, that God opened the opportunities for them to be. But to think about what religion really means and to think about how we can stay connected. Father, this morning as we come and we, and we consider all that has taken place through scripture, what all has taken place throughout the Gospels. The number of people who have been led to Christ through the ages, through the churches and the people of God who, who have represented them. And, and, and someone who once said that, you know, we're, we're just a generation away from unbelief. To remember that you have a unique people and a unique purpose for every generation. And that as the old began to fade and pass on and, and into the younger, that, that the young ones as they come up, that you would take the message that, that uh, they, they received this morning and to remember that the word is a light. It's a lamp unto our feet and, and so crucial to keep us from stumbling so that we may be connected to you, God, and Father, to one another. Lord, we believe that that is pleasing and honoring to you. And Lord, as we consider that people will belong someplace, they will belong where they are accepted, whether it be here, whether it be at the health and fitness club, whether it be in another group of people, whether it be in the nightclub or wherever they find acceptance, people want to belong and help us to be a people who reach out and make people feel like they belong. We can only do this through your power. And we pray and I ask these things in Jesus' name.
Amen.